You're now listening to, you're now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, where we discuss everything erotic and fascinating in the wonderful world of the high-end call girl. Now, here are your hosts, Chantel Etoile and Exotic Vivian. Hello and welcome to our wonderful listeners to another episode of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your gracious host and goddess, Exotic Vivian, and my co-host is the super sexy, gorgeous Chantel Etoile. <laughs> How are you? Hi, Hi guys. <laughs> You're uh, remember, we're not supposed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> remember, we laugh too much on the show. And nobody wants us to laugh. So serious, psych. We're gonna laugh as much as we fucking want to. I can't. I can't help it. I'm like a happy person. Like I can't help it. And your introductions are just like so. <laughs> they're the most. Okay, I love it. But I aim to entertain. They are the absolute most. But yes, I am. I am doing great. Hi guys. Good. Uh, before we begin, I wanted to give a special shout out to one of my all-time favorite clients and our podcast sponsor, Mr. W. Um, I asked him to sponsor our upgrade on the SoundCloud, and he did it, no hesitation. Like, I emailed him, and like maybe less than two hours later, boom, he sponsored our, our SoundCloud upgrade. It was great. Uh, he's definitely the type of client and friend that any lady wants. So a big kiss and thank you to Mr. W. I truly appreciate all that you do and continue to do for me. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. W. Um, he actually also contributed to our podcast today on what an ideal client like himself appreciates in a companion. So stay tuned, ladies, so you can gain some tips on how to conduct yourself as a high-end companion. Fantastic. So, uh, another advantage of hiring companions. Chantel, you wanna so, take this one? So the, the reason I'm giving this week kinda is like a theme of this episode, and that would be professionalism. And uh, you will see why I'm mentioning this in a second. Um, but you hire a professional, we know what you want. Um, for the most part, I would say that, you know, we show up and um, we're, we're about business, but it's not just business. We make sure that we know how to conduct ourselves in public, um, in private. And, you know, we just we just do things a different way than some of these. Reliable, dependable. Yeah. Than some of these like random girls that you just meet at like bars and stuff. Um, you know, some of them are scammers, some of them are robbers, you know, and flaky, flaky and all that stuff. They're too timid and shy, you know, to give you what you want. So I say hire us companions because we are professionals at what we do. And I mean, we're just like professional fun times. Exactly. I like that. I like that. So Vivian, what is new with you? Well, I am in a great mood because I just got back from a fly you or fly me to you date. Um, I just spent the last three days in a private island here in South Florida. That's the (sighs) most I'm going to say of that because this is one of my uh, VIP high profile clients. But I had a wonderful time. Thank you again. I appreciate you. I can't wait for us to do this again. Oh, Um, my God. That sounds so nice. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I'm definitely 
thankful. I'm so grateful for the fact that I get paid to spend time on a private island. Like, who the hell doesn't want that? I Thank know, you so right? much. <laughs> like, we get paid to uh, have fun. Exactly. I mean, what's what's more fun than that? Uh, what about you? What's new with you? So uh, this past weekend, I had my first date with a fan of the show. He actually, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he actually sent me an email uh, to tell me that he loved the podcast and that he was just dying to meet me. So he actually lives in New York and he flew to Tampa just to meet me and kind of built a Look whole weekend that. around it. Yeah. So he was kind of escaping the cold. Um, but yeah, so I was really excited and he was such a lovely gentleman. Um, we met at dinner. We had a wonderful, nice dinner, but I will say that something super embarrassing happened at dinner. <laughs> uh oh, what happened? Oh man. Well, we were sitting in the back of the restaurant, nice and quiet. And he was very, very romantic. I mean, he was making me blush the whole night. This isn't a bad thing though. It was just kind of funny. Um, but he, he goes to grab my hand and I just kind of see out of the corner of my eye, like a guy is staring at me and his mouth is dropping. And at that second, I realize, oh my God, this guy thinks that he's going to propose to me. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> so I just kind of, I kind of turned around. I was like, he's not going to propose. And he was like, are you sure? <laughs> he's like, it looks like he's going to propose. And then like the oh, rest wow. of his table starts looking and other people. And I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But it was, it was all you good. always drawing attention to yourself. I didn't, Just... I didn't do it on purpose. It's not <laughs> like kidding. I did anything. I was dressed very elegant and low key. Like I was, you know, wearing a, a very tasteful black dress, um, and, you know, just he, it was just, I guess, the way that he grabbed my hand. Oh, and then he moved his chair, like, closer to mine. So I guess the guy thought that, you know, he was about to, like, get on one knee or something. But um, That's what I was going to ask. Did he seem like he was about to get on one I knee? I mean, I thought that maybe he was, well, I thought maybe he was about to get up to go to the bathroom or something. And so I didn't know, like what was going on but i guess to this guy it looked like he was getting up to get on one knee but he like grabbed my hand and it was just he was actually oh, wow. he was actually showing me how soft his hands were so it wasn't even anything like crazy he was just like oh just you know feel how soft my hands are you know i can't wait to give you a nice massage and i was like oh dude i love massages right so it was just kind of it was definitely a, a hilarious moment that the I will, almost proposal dinner date. Yes, I will never ever forget. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, what's in the news? So, uh, we actually have two articles to discuss today. Yes, we do. We couldn't choose between uh, one hot mess and another. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like mine is the hottest of the messes, mm -hmm. though. So sure. the first one I am going to read, it's from the Daily Mail, uh, and this was March 5th, 2018. 45-year-old NASDAQ exec sues 19-year-old ex-girlfriend for campaign to destroy him after breakup, posting nude photos of him on Instagram, creating a fake gay Tinder profile, and painting swastikas on his Lexus. Oh, my so here are the details i'm not even gonna say her name because they didn't say his name 
they refer to him as John Doe. So I'm just going to use her first name. Uh, Jessica, 19 years old, is being sued for defamation, invasion of privacy, emotional distress, and more by a senior director at a NASDAQ traded company in Chicago. The executive who filed as John Doe is 45 years old, and he claims that she lied about her age and exploited him for financial gain during their seven-month relationship. Ooh, okay. Uh, apparently, she claimed she was older. Uh, she allegedly threatened to ruin his life when he broke off after realizing that she was not in the consulting, but a professional sugar baby business. <laughs> okay. So she was basically a companion posing as a consultant. I don't know. Um, I guess that's what that means. Yeah. Apparently she told him that she was 25 years old, but apparently she was 18 when they met. He claims that she de demand, uh, demanded financial support and threatened to expose him as a cheater and a rapist. And then uh, she allegedly made a fake Instagram account pretending to be John Doe, followed his family members, and then posted nude photos of him. So I guess somehow he let her take pictures of him naked. Okay. Uh, the sugar baby also made a fake LinkedIn page using uh, his genitalia as a profile photo in an alleged <laughs> attempt to humiliate him in the workplace. And uh, in November, I guess of last year, she vandalized his car, puncturing the tires, scratching the car, and spray painting swastikas on the vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely uh, drama galore. But oh I actually God. found it interesting that the Daily Mail chose not to reveal his identity, even though they actually had it. In the article, it says we're choosing not to. But they spell out her full legal name, like first, middle, and last name. They have several photos of her plastered all over the article and not one photo of him, just his car. I mean, I just wanted to say it takes two to tango. I'm not sure exactly what, you know, transpired be between them, but it just, just sounds like, you know, a crazy ex-girlfriend story. But uh, something tells me, because he's married too, something tells me that he would not be in this mess if he hired one of us professional companions. What are your thoughts? Um, I agree. I, that is one of the reasons I said hire professional because we we kind of understand that you know that married men eventually the relationship will end. And I've had I actually have had to have this conversation with um, a girl that I met. Um, she was dating the friend of of my sugar daddy. And she became like so emotionally involved and wanted him to leave his wife and all this stuff. But she was not a professional. She like they met at like a bar or something like that. And so she let her feelings just like take over. And so was she chose in love. to engage with a married man without getting anything in return. That's not smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he did provide for her. But it wasn't on, it wasn't like an actual arrangement arrangement, right? Like it wasn't a professional arrangement. So I had to give her a lesson in professionalism. So this is where this story reminds me of just hire professional. And like the fact like that he says that she lied about being a consultant when, you know, apparently she was a professional sugar baby. Well, 
first of all, being a professional sugar baby isn't a bad thing because at least you know that she has experience and she's not going to fall in love with you and ruin your whole life. Like, but this you is know, just allegedly. one of those hypocritical situations where the guy wants to have his cake and eat it too. Of course. You're married. Of course, You're exactly. You're seeing a lady outside of your marital home and you have the audacity to judge her because she's a sugar baby? Like, did you expect her to be exclusive to you somehow? I don't. And then it claims that he was so mad that she lied about her age being younger. What man do you know gets upset because a woman is younger than she says she is? I don't know. <laughs> Something, I, they're not I, telling the whole story here. No, I feel I like there's a lot of holes in this story. It's but, very one-sided uh, yeah. for sure. It's he very probably thought. Here's here's my theory on this. He probably thought that because she was young, he could take advantage of her naiveness mm -hmm. and realize that she was actually the smart one and try to cut ties. But she was like, nope, you're going to pay me. I mean, I don't agree with what she did, scratching his car, you know, posting right. his new photos online yeah, and that's, all that that's stuff. Just but clearly she was pissed. Yeah. Clearly he did something that we don't know that he did. I wish there was a way that we could interview this girl, but. Yeah, so I we, we picked this article just to remind you once again that if you're going to go this route, then you need to hire a professional companion. Yes. That way you don't have to deal with drama like this. If you uh, decide not to call us ever again, we're not calling you. We're not stalking you. We're certainly not painting swastikas on your car. So right. we're so. not posting nude photos of you online. I mean, if you turn out to be a dick, we have our own community where we pass it on to fellow girls. But other than that, we don't but, bother you. For Yeah, definitely. No not, we're not going to come after you expecting X, Y, and Z. But he kind of like reminds me of like some of the guys on that one arrangement site. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he seemed like, he seemed like he wanted, you know, to get a lot for nothing kind of thing. Like, that's kind of how yeah. he's coming off. So it's like, you know, emotional distress and shit. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. So the next article, which is the opposite side of the spectrum, um, comes from refinery29.com. And uh, this is from the sugar mommy's perspective. We very rarely hear stories like this. So this was exciting. Um, the article is, I make 500000 a year and I have four sugar babies. <laughs> Can I be one? Can you be one of her <laughs> sugar babies? Yeah. I mean, well, unfortunately, they did not identify her uh... either. So we can't try to ask her maybe we can reach out to somebody that wrote the article and ask them if they can pass in our information yeah. i don't know <laughs> hey, but anyway being so, on that roster <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh this woman who's i guess i'll just refer to her as uh sugar mama uh she's a 40 something year old uh professional and she has uh four sugar babies currently that she found on arrangement.com not the other one, but just arrangement.com. I have not heard of this one. That was my first time um, hearing about that website. Me Who too. knows? Maybe they're just plugging this article to promote that website. You know what? Know. That could be that could be a thing. 
that you have a point. I don't know. I'm going to check out the site to see how legit they are, um, you know, after the show or whatever. But that's where she says she's found she found them and that she's been involved uh, with this lifestyle for the past 10 months. Uh, she's a busy legal professional and doesn't have time or the patience for traditional dating. And she said she spent her late 20s and early 30s building her legal career. Um, when she goes out on normal dates, her salary is usually intimidating to men that she would meet. Um, and the men, she says the men in her income bracket were looking for women with the more traditional values, you know, like the, the ladies who want to get married and have children and whatever. And she said she was not ready for marriage and children. So she was not in a rush to, you know, settle down. Um, that's rare. Right. Um, apparently, she said she would get strange looks when she would pull out her black Amex card from the men, because I guess that was like another thing that intimidated them. Um, so she decided to do an arrangement for regular companionship and company and to fulfill her needs. Her primary, uh, her primary sugar baby. So he gets all the good benefits. Um, so he gets, um, his, his monthly rent paid, which is $1,800. Don't forget she's in New York. Um, he gets, uh, expensive vacations and she said she spends about six to $7,000 a month on him. And with the others, um, she spends like maybe about a couple thousand dollars a month. So it it sounds like she spends about, about $10,000 a month total, with all of her sugar babies because she doesn't see them all the time she's um she's busy and if they're busy you know their schedules aren't connecting she doesn't make a big deal about it she calls the next one so out of four of them somebody's available to see her when she's ready (laughs) um nice now the only thing i was like all with this lady you know empowerment great I was all with her until she says the the um, the interviewer asked her if she considered this sex work. She said she does not consider it sex work. Um, I can see that she wouldn't consider it sex work from her end because um, she's not the one working mm-hmm. and getting paid. But this is what this is what she said. She said, I don't think it's sex sex work. I think it's just being up front. I mean, would you call a date with someone who buys you dinner and then you go home with him is that you being a sex worker? I don't think so. Um, sweetie, that's exactly what us escorts do. We- <laughs> well, if you're if you're getting paid for your time, I mean, we do go on a lot of dinner dates. So Exactly. That that's exactly what an escort does. So she's saying that it's not sex work because of well, all these things that she's doing that doesn't it's involve all semantics. sex. It's all semantics. A lot of people need to call it something else for them to be okay with it in their head so she I just, guess so. she wants to see it as a different arrangement you know what do you boo boo well do you. well here's the funny thing she actually says maybe my arrangements are unusual but they all include some sort of conversation and other date-like aspects to it and that's where i was Sounds like, like well, i don't know what sounds exactly like a professional companion aka mm-hmm. an escort so yep. therefore, sweetheart, you are hiring sex workers, whether they want to admit that they're sex workers or not. Um, and then she says that she could never be a sugar baby herself. Her pride wouldn't allow her to do that. If she if she was on the other end of the income spectrum, she'd rather traditional date. Well, sweetie, you go ahead and traditional date <laughs> and give all of your time for free. 
I will not be doing that. Yeah, neither will I. What do you think? Uh, what just, do you it's, think? So, it sounds weird <laughs> and hypocritical that she wants to be, you know, on the giving end, but not the receiving end. You know, I, I find it weird. That but does hey, sound really weird. Own. Because I've had, I've actually had clients that have told me if there was like a large market for male escorts, they probably would have been one. Exactly. But these are men so. we're talking about. So. <laughs> well, yeah, but so it's opposite end of the, of the income spectrum, right? And they say they're, they would do it, but I assure you they would not. The same way men that make less than the woman claim to be okay with it, but somehow they're emasculated. And now the woman has to do all these things and jump through all these hoops to make him feel like the man still, do they do that with women? No, but they expect it from the other end. So I, I feel like they, they'll say that, but they probably don't mean it because they've probably not actually not. lived the life. It's easy to say what you would do until it's time for you to do it. Then you realize, oh shit, uh, maybe I would do it differently. Well, I can tell you that I'm not changing my lifestyle anytime soon. Me neither. I mean, sugar baby, you know, escort companion. To me, it's all the same thing. The only difference is uh, professional escort companion is actually um, getting more for her time. Right. You know, she doesn't let her time get wasted, whereas the sugar baby sometimes do tend to get taken advantage of. But I told you this before in past episode that I have had a sugar daddy in the past, but it was nothing like what I hear about today. Like mine was perfect. But yeah. There, it's, a, it's a lot of like time wasting up front. So mm-hmm. well, with yeah, the online I, just, I got versions. lucky, I guess. Well, I've gotten lucky in person. See the luck. I never had luck online online. It was always more. It felt like um, they were just yeah. a cheap client. Um, but the ones that I've met in person, <laughs> like, I, well, mean, I mean, the one that I, I said was perfect. I met that one in person, right. but I have met some, um, you know, decent guys online. It's just, it never lasts that long. No. It lasts long when I meet them in person. Right. Exactly. But whatever. Exactly. And now here's your femme fatale of the week. Our femme fatale this week is none other than the beautiful Sasha Benjamin. This girl is tall and she has literally a model's body. So, yeah. And I met her at the same time that I met Chantel. So, yes. Hi, Sasha. Hey, girl. If you uh, if you want to remember how we all, how all four of us met, um, Vivian, myself, Sasha, and uh, Grace Evangeline, um, you can go back to episode four where we explained that night. But that was the same night that we met Sasha as well. Yes. So much fun. Yes, yes. So much fun. Um, her Twitter is at Sasha Benjamin underscore. So that's S-A-S-H-A-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N underscore. Her website is SashaBenjamin.com. And her email address is booking at SashaBenjamin.com. So book her, book us. Yes. And I actually have a fantastic date idea. I was, I was going to ask you, do you have a fantastic date idea for the three of us? I love, I love your date um, idea theme, by the way. <laughs> yes. Well, Sasha uh, posted on Twitter the other day that she's going to have a stripper pole in her new place. 
Um, to which I responded that I would definitely be coming to visit to spin on that pole. But she said she doesn't uh, know how. She doesn't know any tricks. So for our date, I feel like we should go to this pole uh, workshop in Seoul. <laughs> and I actually sent her the I sent her the the link it, like, on, South Korea? on Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so not north, obviously. But I thought like I thought you were going to say something <laughs> local. Classes in South yeah, Korea. No. Okay, I can. No these, no, these guys are like super professionals. There's like eight of them, and they're doing. They're defying gravity is ridiculous. But you can book me, Sasha, and Chantel. All three of us for a week in Seoul, so we can take this pole workshop and then we can put on a private show for I am, you. I am Doesn't that sound all nice? about that. Um, I did respond to that tweet and I told her that I have a pole somewhere in my house that is not up, and I might put it up, but I don't know how to use it either. So I'm with her. I need practice as well. So that sounds like a very fun, sexy date. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. And uh, now we are going to read fan emails and questions, and then we're going to give you tips on how to conduct yourself as a high-end companion. So I am going to read um, the first question I'm going to read from a gentleman. He DM'd us on Twitter. Uh, this gentleman wanted to be anonymous, and uh, the question says, I have one reference but I've seen her four times in the past year. Does that carry any more weight than seeing two providers one time each? Does my question even make sense? Uh, no, <laughs> but <laughs> basically every girl is different. So follow her procedure. If she says she will take one reference, fine. If she says she needs two references, then you need two references. But remember, most ladies will take your work information. Yes. That's the easiest way that I know today that most ladies can book you, especially if you have a company website. We, we mentioned this in the mm -hmm. previous podcast. If you have a company website, LinkedIn page, somewhere where she can see that you are a real person and have a job and something to lose just like she does, then you're good. Right. So I don't know. Do you? Do you what do you, do you want to add to that? Um, I did have one time a client that only had one reference because, um, you know, we, what is it like? Usually most ladies, they don't take references longer than six months. Well, he just so happened to be seeing the same woman for about a year. So he only had one reference. Um, so I, you know, messaged her and, you know, everything he said was true. She was moving to go to college or something like that. Um, and that was fine. I did tell him though, that I would prefer to get his work email or his work information as well. Um, so he happily, you know, handed that over, but it, it, he was very sweet about it. He wasn't like demanding, like, I only have one to so just take it. So because he was just very sweet about it, he was like, I only have one because this is a situation. Let me, and he asked, let me know if this is acceptable. If not, um, I will give you whatever else that you, you know, that you would like. So I think it was, it went, and he was a very nice guy. Um, we saw each other a couple times. So I think it's just about how you present it. Most ladies wouldn't get mad if you respectfully ask them if you, you know, if you didn't have mm -hmm. it, but just be prepared to, 
to fork over the employment information. Yeah, at the end of the day, every lady is different. So whatever her guidelines are for screening, that's what you need to follow. Exactly. We don't all have like one, you know, way that we screen. Everybody screens differently. Uh, okay, so the next question, this is actually from a an escort. She filled out our form on our website. I'm going to keep her name private because I feel like her question is a little uh, sensitive. Uh, she, she says... I was hoping maybe you would do a topic on how escorts can file taxes, paycheck stubs, etc. Also, I'm wondering what steps can I take to transition from being a $250 an hour or 15-minute session girl to having lesser volume and booking better, longer dates with more upscale clients. I want to transition away from Backpage. And she gives me her website. I, I follow up with email and I ask her if she's based in the United States and she says, yes, she tells me her city. I work mostly off Backpage, SE and P411. With the site starting to shut down, I am very scared and trying to scramble as much together as I can. I really appreciate you guys doing the podcast. I don't know anyone else in the lifestyle, so nobody to ask for advice, thank you. Okay, so I did go to her website And I'm sure she's going to be listening to the show. So the first thing I saw personally on there was that you have way too many acronyms, you know, and based on the bill that just passed or just in general, really, because you you have a lot of acronyms that were very incriminating. Um, So definitely clean that up. And then I'm actually going to email you a couple of websites that you can... um, kind of compare yours to and take notes. And I'm going to make sure the girls have a uh, similar body type as you, similar presence. So that way you can see yourself as, you know, right. these girls. And they have very well done websites. Um, everything is just so. So you can kind of take a look and see the tone they're putting out there. Because at the end of the day, what you put out there is what you're going to get. Because I, I also looked at her website as well, um, because uh, you know, I you sent me the email to check out, um, and the the one mm-hmm. thing that I took away from it because she, I mean, it's fine to want to you know change your persona or whatever, um, but when she said she wanted to be higher end and not uh, you know get away from like the fifteen minute dates, I was like immediately all your site just like screamed with sex, sex, sex. So it's like. Add in some, add in, you know, some dinner dates. Like, what do you like to do outside of just sex? Add that in there. Show more of your personality. Uh, I feel, I feel like she, um, especially she's got into this by herself. She doesn't know anyone. I think she probably, you know, maybe thought like the stereotype, this is what the guys want. So this is what I'm going, you know, to show. Yeah, she had no one to coach her. But I mean, but kudos to her still for taking yeah, the plunge. Yeah, for sure. Just make sure you remove anything from your website that can incriminate you. Because remember, sex for money in the United States is illegal. So clean up, clean up your website, clean up the wording. And, you know, I'll send you the websites, like I said, so you can kind of tweak and update. And one last thing I would just say, um, just 
do what makes you happy. Put more of your personality into it. Don't really necessarily worry about too much what the clients want or what they're expecting because you want to put out what the kind of clients that you want to attract. So it doesn't really matter what yeah, kind of clients. You can't please everybody. Right. You can't so. please everybody. So it doesn't really matter what kind of clients you want. Just know that you should market yourself for the kind of clients that you do want. Perfect. And then you have an email. I do. That was actually addressed to just you. Yes, I did receive an email uh, personally to me. So this provider, I actually know her personally. Um, I've met her. Uh, I've met her before, and we've uh, communicated for a while. So she reached out to me to ask me for my opinion, and I'll just uh, I'll just read what she uh, sent to me. Um, she said, "Dear Chantal." I would like your thoughts on a recent bad experience I had with a fellow provider. A long-term client introduced me to a provider that he met at a massage parlor and asked if I would be able to provide some advice to her on, on safely working independently. I gladly welcomed her with open arms, became a mentor to her, and showed her the ropes. The first double I did with her was with a long-term client of mine. The client informed me that she was attempting to badmouth me and asked him, what does she do that you like so much? The client booked a GFE, but her excessive PSE performance turned him off. He did extend time with me, but chose not to extend time with her. After she left, after she left, he told me that he felt like the session was more of a competition against rivals than two ladies working together and having fun. I talked to her about her behavior and the client's concern. She apologized and and said she didn't realize her actions would be taken that way. So I decided to give her a second chance. And this is where the story gets interesting. Unfortunately, she exhibited the exact same behavior as she did the first time. So I told myself that I would not be able to include her in any more doubles. This was also with a long-term client. And he, and he too said that he felt it was very competitive and not an enjoyable experience. His exact words... I felt like it was the Spanish Inquisition. That's when the nightmare began. Oh a few days a few days after the date, my client sent me a text asking me why this provider was emailing him at work to thank him for a good time. So I text her to inform her oh that wow. this was completely unacceptable. She said she always thanks a client after a date and this was no different. The problem with her story is that she was never given the client's work email address. I gave her the client's first name and the address to the home where the, um, you know, where the meeting, the date was taking place, as I always do with any lady I work with, but his work email was not part of it. Long story short, she pretty much stalked my client after she arrived at his home and saw the dollar signs. He, he was angry. He said he received a verbal warning at work about receiving personal emails. The email she sent him was not discreet at all. It was from her sex worker email address. Oh, wow. I tried talking to her about her behavior, Yikes. but she stands firm that she did nothing wrong. I've now washed my hands. I've decided to warn other ladies in my area that I'm close with so they can protect themselves and their clients from her unprofessional behavior. I don't want to come across as someone starting drama or as someone that is bad mouthing another provider, but I want to protect others. Am I wrong? Here are screenshots from the conversation so you know that I'm not making this up. Thank you, frustrated provider. So I will tell you that I did receive every single screenshot from both sides of the conversation, including the um, 
the screenshot of the client's screenshot of the the work email. Like um, she sent me you know, the screenshot of the text mm-hmm. message, and I could clearly see the work his work email and this provider's email address that was definitely from a provider. It was not discreet at all. I was floored that she even thought that was appropriate, and that she. So I guess from his home address. She Googled him and started researching him. And I guess maybe I'm, I'm assuming that she, I don't know because I didn't found the company. Found the company exactly. Found the I don't company, know. I did not know. talk to her. I did not ask her. That's just but, psycho. That is psycho. That is so weird. I, so I would Ooh. definitely say that, um, you know, I do. No, you're no, not you're wrong. Not right. I, I even told her, I told her that I would be more than happy to discuss this on the show. But I told her that there was no way that I felt that she was wrong. And I, for one, was happy that um, she did. Now, she did not go on Twitter. She didn't go on Twitter. She didn't badmouth her on Twitter. She didn't put her name out there. Nothing like that. But the people that she communicate with here in the Tampa area, she did reach out to those ladies personally and said, Hey, I just want to let you know of a situation that happened. So be careful if you book her for a double. I think that's perfectly acceptable because she's, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that either. So to you, Miss frustrated provider, you are not wrong. Um, This person that you tried to help is absolutely wrong in every way possible you never ever ever do this never do something like this if a client did not give you the information you do not go track it down yourself and basically what stalker behavior but basically what she was doing was trying to poach the client right she's trying to steal the client from her and it was Mm. You know, like, what is with this competition? There's enough money to go around. We've said this before on the show. We come from a place of abundance. I don't know why girls feel the need to be catty, to try to steal each other's clients. It's ridiculous. The guys are going to see who they want to see. All you need to do is your best work, be the best companion you can be, and you will have the clients to show. Exactly. I mean... Do you, do you think if I was a shitty companion, my client would have sponsored this show? No. He doesn't even want anything in return from me. It said him, he said it made him feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> his, his words. So, I mean, you have to conduct yourself a certain way and good things will follow you. Well, so here, here is like... It's just common sense. Well, here's like another aspect of it is that he he could have kept booking doubles with both of you. I mean, he was a long-term client of hers. Even if he didn't, he's not your client. Right, exactly. Even if he didn't book another double, he is not your client. Don't stalk people. I mean, she's no different than the girl from the article we read that was painting swastikas on this guy's car. Like, you're a stalker. Don't do that. I mean, but what if she... All it takes is one girl to to do something like that. And then guys start going, oh, I've been burned before. That's why I can't provide you with my work information. No, guys, not all of us are are like this. This This is like a weird outlier Right, this is not the norm. And, you know, just on another note, like, because I know this happens sometimes where, like, let's say if this girl was traveling and he wanted to see somebody, he could have called her and said, hey, she's not in town and I'd like some company. And he would have, she would have had a client. 
you know, but you're messing it up for yourself. Yes. When you conduct yourself a certain way as a professional, you will always have clients and you will have repeats. That's yep. pretty much what I survive on. Yeah. If it wasn't for my regulars, uh, I would be broke. Exactly. So shout out to all my regulars. Thank you so much for all your generosity. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I will continue to be the best companion that you've ever had. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for actually uh, emailing us, uh, emailing the show. We love reading your emails. So please keep them coming and we will answer them as we see fit. And yes, thank you for trusting us to give you guys advice. So that makes me feel that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside, too. <laughs> OK, on that note, here are some tips on how to conduct yourself as a high end companion. Take it away, Chantel. Well, number one, karma. Do not forget about karma. I'm pretty sure like this girl in the, from this last email, karma is going to come bite her in the ass. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. Because what you put out there is what you're going to get back. Yes. Uh, number two, do not get so drunk that you become sloppy. I actually have a personal story about this. Um, I went on a doubles with another provider uh this guy it was our first time both of us meeting this guy but he booked through me and long story short she got so drunk that i literally had to carry and we were just drinking champagne by the way i don't know how she got that drunk but hey he saw my website that i like champagne so he had the champagne flowing i was drinking she was drinking you know maybe she didn't know how much liquor she could i don't know i don't know but she got so drunk throwing up that I literally had to carry her out of there and I had to drive her home, even though she drove. So I literally had to drive her car home, tuck her in bed. And I left her with a note saying, this is not a good look. Now this guy, you know, it reflects poorly on me because he booked right. us through me. And then it makes it look like, you know, this is a type of show I'm running and I only hang out with, you know, drunk girls. It just reflected poorly on me and of course on her. Um, I even texted the guy the next day apologizing and he didn't even respond. So I'm sure he was just pissed. So, uh, yeah, sorry if you're listening wow, to this yeah, show, <laughs> that is not how I operate. That is not how I do business. I mean, I'm a social drinker, but I also know, right. you know what my limit is. Like, I don't just keep drinking and drinking until I get drunk. I've only gotten drunk with one client. But that's because we've known each other forever. Like we were spending days together and we would go out clubbing and yeah, he would get me right. drunk and he loved it. <laughs> so but I, I wasn't throwing up and I did not have to be carried out of the club. Let's let me go ahead and put that out there. I was just right. like, fun, not you know, fun drunk. drunk. And, you know, <laughs> you know, sadly, yeah, not sloppy drunk. Well, but don't even get drunk. Sadly, period. I have seen clients do who uh, would book me. After, uh, I, it happened several times, but yeah, there was, I guess, a provider that got drunk a lot and they would all complain to me about it. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. So I, I did tell her cause it wasn't even a double. These are just guys that wouldn't see her again because she became sloppy drunk. And oh it was like, and all of her clients yeah. like you, sweetie, you could have had regulars, but they all came to me after they met you. Plus on the flip side, it's not just the fact that you look unprofessional, 
you could also get taken advantage of. Exactly. Let's not forget that. Yes. Like if you're so drunk and sloppy that you don't know what's going on, the client, I mean, hopefully he's not like an asshole, but what if he was? Mm-hmm. He could take advantage of you and you wouldn't even notice. So exactly. just, just don't get drunk when you go on a date, especially if you don't know the person like like with this guy. Right. Exactly. But anyways, uh, number three. Number three, uh, watch the language you use around your clients because they treat you as you present yourself. I will say that I'm sometimes guilty because I do throw around the F word, um, but I try to limit it. <laughs> I try to, I try to remind myself like I'm around, like, okay, pretend you're around a five-year-old because I don't curse around children. So <laughs> I just kind of put myself like, okay, five-year-old, watch your, watch your language a bit. Cause you know, they say it's not Lee, like, um, you know, I'll say whatever the fuck I want on my Yeah. And also, off. you know, putting yourself down, putting, exactly. Putting yourself down in front of the client. Yes. Don't do that either. Because again, if you're, you know, down on yourself and you're always negative about yourself, guess how they start to see you? The same way you present right. yourself to them. So you need to present yourself in the way you oh, want them the, to see Oh, the whole self-deprecation thing. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, number four. This has been going even more crazier since the passing of the FOSTA bill. Twitter wars. I swear, every time I open up Twitter, someone's fighting with someone. Like, arguments, ridiculous shit that doesn't matter. Don't, don't do it. Right. Don't do it. No. It, it looks tacky. It looks bad. Like have your conversation offline. If you have a problem with someone, call them. You know, if you have to like resort to Twitter, you know, with the back and forth, I don't have time for that. Like I posted my blog about, you know, the legality of being an escort and some girl who I don't even know, I don't follow her. I don't know who she is. And she chimes in with her two cents without even reading the article. And I had to refer her back to the article. And then eventually I was just like, look, I don't do Twitter arguments. So feel free to ignore my blog or contribute more to it. But I'm not doing this with you. So ladies, don't do the Twitter arguments. It, it looks bad. Yeah, it does. Um, number five, Watch what you post on social media. No one likes a complainer or negative Nancy. We just talked about this one, yeah. Yeah, nobody nobody likes the negative drama, all that, you know. I mean, even if it's not even a, a, a sweater war, just complaining about everything. Like, I know somebody. I mean, we all get it. The shadow ban sucks. But how long do you have to complain about it every day? You spend oh all God. your time complaining about being shadow banned. Or, or people complaining about time wasters every right. five minutes. Like we, yes, we, we all know. get it. But guess what? You're attracting to your page or yourself when you keep talking about those negative things. You're just going to attract more time wasters and you're just going to keep attracting being shadow banned. Exactly. So, stop. Um, you had a question about the posting clients' gifts. Well, somebody brought this up to me and I was going to ask you what you thought about it. Um, there's a particular girl that posts her gifts and trips and everything. And I find it refreshing and entertaining. But some girls think it's tacky to post every single thing you get, every gift you get. What do you think? I personally don't have a problem with it because, you know, it's one of those things. It's like it's a, attracting positivity in your life. Right. Like I love seeing, I love seeing other women like, you know, getting their money and, you know, getting these amazing gifts. Um, I, yeah, I would not? say that other girls may find it tacky. Does it really matter what the other girls think? Because 
some of the clients love that, you know, you love everything so much that you wanted to publicly thank them, even though, you know, because most of everything we do is very hidden behind closed doors. So to get like a public thank you that you really enjoyed a gift or a trip or something like that. I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. I thank clients all the time. Neither do and, I. And I mean, I usually, and I, and I ask them and, and I also like, you know, like ladies, keep your head up, just keep, keep hustling, keep doing what you're doing. And you're going to also have these amazing things to share with me. I can't wait to see all these amazing gifts that you're about to start receiving. So I'm fine with it. Keep doing what you do, ladies. Awesome. Number six, use discretion. Don't post personal details of clients online. Even if it's a bad client, we have private blacklists for that. Um, I mean, this is pretty much self-explanatory. Don't go posting personal details of your clients online because one of the reasons that we said was an advantage of booking a professional companion is that we are discreet. Mm -hmm. So use your brain. Like don't don't post something that you wouldn't want someone posting of you. Remember, these guys give us their actual real information. Right. We're hiding behind our aliases because, you know, for safety reasons. But these guys, they give you all their stuff because you want to make sure that they're safe to see. But that's a privilege. Don't abuse it. Yeah. Don't go putting their information online. And if it's a bad client, we have a place to put that. Because if you post a bad client online, they're going to see it and then they're going to change their information. It, right. So we don't want that right. either. So that ends up hurting us when you do it publicly. It's like, even though you think you're shaming them, like, no, you're just like, oh, okay, that, that one is burned. Let me change it. Exactly. Uh, number seven, with the passing of FOSTA, refrain from talking about sexual acts on, so on social media. Uh, and I would still advise that even without FOSTA, there's something to be admired about a woman who has an air of mystery. Exactly. Self-explanatory. Just stop posting sexual things online because, you know, you're going to be incriminating yourself. Yeah. Don't like, do Don't it. say that I um, enjoy deep throating and I'm a professional companion. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if something was, if something was to happen... I, you know, that's the first thing they're going to do is drag you into court and they're going to be like, look at this tweet and they're going to read and you say that you're a sex worker. Yeah, so use your social media. Exactly. Against you. So just just try not to do it. Uh, yes. Number eight, judging other girls. Don't. Uh, I see this a lot now, too. After this whole oh, bill God. passing, a lot of girls are jumping on top of each other, you know, with the horophobia, horophobia, <laughs> elite elitist or this that and the third oh the high-end girls versus the i guess low-end girls whatever they're calling it don't don't do that don't judge a woman on how she lives her life and you know, handle, she's not hurting you handle her business Just leave it alone exactly like let her live her life you live your life don't judge other girls, especially not the clients either. But I guess you're about to talk about that. Now. Yes. Don't. Number nine, bad mouthing girls to clients. Don't do it. I mean, one, I don't think a client is hiring you to listen to you bad mouth another provider. He does not spend his money and, it, and the time that he booked with you to listen to you complain about another provider. Don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. And this kind of ties in um, with what you're saying. Number 10 gossiping about personal details of other girls. That's a privilege that you even know that information because I know a lot of girls are afraid to open up to other girls because they think they're going to use that information against exactly. them. So it, it, w what's the point? What do you gain from exposing another girl's personal details to a client? I 
if anything, you're, you're exposing her to danger because what if that guy turns around and tries to use it to blackmail her or whatever? Like, don't do it. It's it's wrong. Don't do it. And it, it paints you, you know, as garbage, really. Right. Because only, only a, a, you know, insane, crazy person would give personal details of another uh, companion to a client. Don't do it. Right. And number 11, always be dressed to impress. People treat you as you treat yourself. Um, I would absolutely yes. agree when you go out in public, you should, you know, look your best, even if you're dressed down, still look your best because you never know. You might meet that client and I mean, shopping and in the just because store. you're dressed down, just because you're dressed down does not mean you're not dressed to impress. Like the way you put yourself together, casual or not, you should still, you know, carry yourself as someone high end. Exactly. You know, and especially when you're going on your dates, you should definitely bring it because, this guy, you're like his present. Like you, you want him to be too ex- so excited to see you. And, so, and most you know. of them have dinner dates because they like being seen out in public with the beautiful young ladies. So exactly. definitely make sure exactly. you have your so, best outfit on. Yeah, dress to impress. Uh, number 12, take care of your mind and body because life is too short. I mean, I believe we talked about this on uh, a previous episode, but you know, don't let this be your only thing you have going on. You need to live a full life, exercise, hang out with friends and family. If you don't have any family, hang out with other companions, but do things for yourself. Have me time, spa days, whatever, get a massage, but take care of your body and your mind. Otherwise you will burn out and then you become this negative Nancy that we are telling everybody. Exactly. Not to. And last but not least, uh, thank your suitors for gifts. Appreciation goes a long way. And like I said, even if you post it on Twitter, I don't see a problem with it. But a simple thank you. They just they'd like to know that you appreciated their gifts. Yes. Gratitude. Gratitude. I mean, it goes a long way. Uh, okay, and then here are our sponsor, Mr. W's contributions. I told him I would read it on the show so he can also feel much more warm and fuzzy <laughs> inside. Um, number one, don't address the client as babe or honey. It irritates me to no end to get an email from a provider that be- begins with, hey, babe, have the courtesy to use the client's name. I mean, this one is kind of a no-brainer, unless that's the thing that you guys have between each other, right. use their name. Number two, he says, um, an email the day before confirming and just asking if there is anything special they can bring or do means a lot. I would agree. It's like a, it's just like a simple touch. Yeah, they feel they feel special. They feel like you care. Uh, number three, um, keep in mind this: for a client, the date is a big deal. For the provider, it mostly seems business as usual. Remember that a dinner date typically is about fifty percent of the average family's monthly income. Just keep that fact in mind. Think about how you feel when you get blown off at the Apple store when you're trying to buy an iPhone for $700. That's a big deal for you. The store makes maybe $50 off the sale. Here you are making $2,000 plus. Think about how the client feels when you blow him off and don't respond to a confirmation or a nice follow-up. Just think about it. Well, I mean, it goes without saying, like if he's a gentleman and treats you nice, uh, don't just, you know, ignore him especially if you want him to be a repeat i mean right i, I chat with with mr w very frequently i'm asking him for advice like we're we're very back and forth because he's a great guy like he's the guy that will take you to the bahamas for the weekend why would yeah. you not you know show appreciation and whether he's paying you or not which he gives me a lot of money but whether he's paying you or not 
if he says, oh, I had a nice time, it ha- it takes nothing for you to respond back. So did I looking forward to seeing you again, whatever. Like, don't just ignore the email. Exactly. I think that's it all goes back to being professional as well. Um, and his last suggestion, um, shy clients like to be led and they like to please. When I first started out, it was very deflating to be told, look, I'm not a mind reader. What do you want? Well, a shy client wants more than anything to be accepted for who he is and made to believe he is important. My advice to any provider who encounters a shy client who won't open up is to lead them as follows. I'm not sure exactly what you're looking for, but right now I really want you to do whatever. Um, Put in whatever um, term that you want to make you feel good because they want to please you. Um, This is what a shy client wants. Uh, more than anything else, to satisfy his cravings and feel that he can make you feel good. Yeah, this is just, you know, basic one-on-one interaction stuff. But yeah, thank you so much, Mr. W, for your input. Yes, thank you. Uh, I'm coming. But uh, I think that's it. We're pretty much at an hour here. (laughs) (laughs) Any last words? As always, keep it sexy. Yes. Be sure to contact us with your questions and suggestions. We will be answering your questions on the show. You can ask us questions either by emailing us at info at thesexyescortguide.com or via tweet with the hashtag thesexyescortguidepodcast. You can also text or leave us a voicemail at 657-464-4675. We will be airing your questions live. So if you don't want us airing your voice, please note that in the voicemail or better yet, text us. Of course, please follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at The Sexy Escort Guide, on Twitter at The Sexy Escort GU. Apparently, Twitter doesn't allow handles longer than 15 characters. Uh, You can join our mailing list so that you can be the first to hear of breaking news and exciting stories. Our website, of course, is thesexyescortguide.com. And lastly, please leave us a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you're listening from. And also, please subscribe. This is how we will gain recognition for our brand. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We truly appreciate you. And you can also follow your hosts uh, for Vivian. My Twitter is at ExoticVivian. My website is ExoticVivian.com. And my email is Vivian at ExoticVivian.com. I get a lot of spam, so please click on the link to verify your email when you get an automated response from my account. It drives me crazy with all the spam, so I have to put this in place. Thank you. And my Twitter is at Chantel underscore E12. That's E-T-O-I-L-E. My website is ChantelE12.com. And my email is Chantel at ChantelE12.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, stay ravishing and receptive.